What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Thursday, May 23rd. Hope all you guys have had a great week. Hope all you guys finish off your week strong tomorrow with a beautiful and blessed Friday. And enjoy your weekends, man. It should be a good weekend for me personally. I'm going to enjoy it to the fullest. I'm still going to be on my grind with this podcast stuff, but, you know, that's just a regular day in the life of Kevo Bands. But I appreciate all you guys for tuning in as always. But let's get down to business. So, the Toronto Raptors went into Milwaukee and beat the Bucks in game what was game uh game 5 to take the series lead over the Bucks 3 to 2 in a big time win where the Raptors won by a score of 105 to 99 which is obviously only 6 points but man it's crazy so let's run out some stats first though for the Bucks Giannis had 24 points 6 assists Six rebounds, two blocks. Chris Middleton added six points, ten assists, ten rebounds. Brooke Lopez had 16 points, eight rebounds, one steal. Eric Bledsoe had 20 points, two assists, four rebounds. Malcolm Brogdon had 18 points, six assists, 11 rebounds, one steal. George Hill had 12 points, one assist, and eight rebounds. For the Raptors, Pascal Siakam had 14 points, two assists, 13 rebounds, one steal, three blocks. Kawhi Leonard had 35 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals. Marcus Gasol added 4 points, 6 rebounds, 1 block. Kyle Lowry had 13 point, or 17 points, excuse me, 6 assists, 7 rebounds, 1 steal. Danny Green didn't score a single point, but he had 1 rebound, 1 steal. But it, won't, it wouldn't matter because um, a player stepped up for the Rap- Raptors, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, Norman Powell had 8 points, 1 assist. Four rebounds. Sergi Baca had six points, six rebounds. Um, Fred Van Fleet, the hero for the Toronto Raptors tonight, who was on fire, added 21 points, one assist, one rebound, and one steal. Now, this game started off pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. The Bucks, um honestly came out swinging. They were at home, obviously, in front of their fans and crowd. And I think they came out and started the game. To start the game, the score was like 25-4. to four. And I think, um, you know, they were just unstoppable. Giannis was scoring. Eric Bledsoe was scoring. They were just getting everything easy. Like, the Raptors weren't even playing any type of defense. Um, and then, luckily, somehow the Raptors were able to weather the storm with just ball movement. With Siakam scoring some points, Serge Ibaka came in, made an immediate impact. Kawhi was coasting the whole entire game, but he came alive in the fourth quarter. But we'll get to that. But... Kawhi was just making sure that that the Raptors stay within striking distance. He wasn't aggressive because he knows he has to conserve some energy um, because of the injury that he's dealing with. So he knows he can't go all out until the fourth quarter, which he did. But he played it hella smart. And honestly, it was a chess move by Kawhi Leonard, to be honest with you. It was a very, very big-time chess move. But the uh, Bucks tried to make a chess move by starting Malcolm Brogdon instead of starting Eric Bledsoe. So I... Did not like that move, and I'll tell you this why. One, Charles Barkley said it on um, pregame on NBA TNT. He said, you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Why are you trying to switch up your starting lineup? What has gotten you here? And that's a fact. Why would you switch up your starting lineup? There's no time for switching your starting lineup. Stick with what you do best. Stick with what you got the number one record in the East. Don't try and change it up just to give you guys some more offense is what I guess uh, is the reason why he made the move. Um, And the other reason is you need Malcolm Brogdon on the bench because Eric Bledsoe, as good as he is, he's not the type of player 
to come off the bench and give you big time minutes off the bench. He is a he is a, a sporadic player. I think that's the best word to use. Um, he can't really shoot threes that well. Like he forces a lot of threes, and but his best attribute is getting to the rack. And I know you know most of the Bucks players do that. Like Giannis obviously being number one. Um, and they got a few players that you know settle for a lot of threes, but. You got to keep Malcolm Brogdon off the bench because Malcolm Brogdon is easily your best player off the bench. You need that bench spark. You need that. But going into the second quarter, man, the Raptors came out firing. Both, no, no, not even that. Both teams came out cold in the second quarter. Chris Middleton couldn't buy a shot to save his life tonight. Like I said, he finished with um, six points and he was cold. He was absolutely cold, especially coming off that game four performance where it looked like he was the only player on the Bucks that was making offensive plays and making buckets. He came out and did not play good whatsoever tonight at all. He just looked terrible. I'm not even going to get started with him. Miritich looked trash, and I love Nikola Miritich. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA right now. He couldn't hit a shot to save his life. Ilya Sova was bad again, and the Bucks. The Bucks, um surrounding core was just all around bad. And then Giannis himself, you know, he still had a, a pretty decent game, but he was forcing a lot of shots. And I think his shot selection is very skeptical. I, I haven't said that a lot, but tonight it definitely showed. It was a lot of plays where he would drive in on four defenders. It was a lot of plays where he would just try and bully his way into the paint. And I understand. He is, like I said, I said it in my last podcast, he is the most dominant player in the NBA. But it's a point where you have to, be smart and you have to step back and just get your teammates involved. You don't want to take charge or you don't want to be called for a charge. You don't want to get turnovers. He had a couple turnovers. I should have wrote them down, but I didn't. But he had a few big time turnovers that just were costly and they just weren't smart plays at all just because he tried to force the action when they were down. And they have a lot of lapses on offense where they just don't know how to get points. Like Giannis would will force shots. Um, Eric Bledsoe will shoot threes. That makes me so mad. Every time I see Eric Bledsoe shoot a three, it makes me so furious because I know he can get to the rack at will. And I'm not saying he's like, you know, easily. Um, I'm not saying he's his jumper is broke, but it's damn near broke. Because like, to be honest with you, Eric Bledsoe is literally, I'm not going to say he is LeBron James because he's not, but like he's built like LeBron, except he's 6'3". They have the same exact body type. And he should be able to bully Kyle Lowry and get into the lane. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to, like, obviously, I don't mean literally get to the rack every time. But it's a lot of times where he settles for just dumb shots that are not called for. And Chris Middleton, too. Their shot selection, the whole team as a whole, the shot selection is just not good. If the Bucks want to win game six in Toronto, they're going to have to fix that. They're all going to have to watch some film and do what they have to do to switch up a lot of their shot selection. Because even Brooke Lopez, I know he can shoot the three. I know he's one of their best three-point shooters, but he forces a lot of dumb shots too. Like, they settle for way too many threes. And I think, you know, that stuff works in the regular season. It does. Don't get it twisted. But in the playoffs, when it gets tight, you can ask the Warriors themselves. Not a lot of players on the Warriors settle for threes, except for, like, the obvious suspects, Steph, Clay, KD, once in a while, Draymond. Other, other than that, the Warriors are getting to the rack and finishing plays. But, you know, I give a lot of credit to the Raptors defense. They came up and showed out strong. Even though Marcus Gasol didn't have his best performance offensively, he was a brick wall defensively. The Raptors defense as a whole was really, really good um, from, a, from a rotation uh, aspect to a um, 
everything. They to reaction. Their defense was just on lockdown. You know, Siakam played really good perimeter defense for most of the most of the time on Giannis. He had a couple of silly fouls where he would reach in, but you know, for most of the game, Pascal Siakam played really, really good uh, defensively. Kawhi, we already know what Kawhi does defensively. He held Chris Middleton. Like I said, Chris Middleton only had six points, and that was mostly Kawhi's doing. Um, and then you know, Norman Powell had a pretty good game off the bench for him, but. You know, the third quarter is where Fred Van Fleet came alive. Um, I also want to say congrats. Um, I believe they said he had the, the birth of his son um, sometime this week, earlier this week, and he did, he missed shoot around this morning. I guess he was born in Illinois. Um, I don't know if he's from there or not. I know he went to Wichita State, but I want to say congrats on that. That's huge. Being a father is what's up. But I think he had three big-time threes in the third quarter, and they were all off no hesitation. If you were listening to the TNT broadcast, Reggie Miller and Chris Webber were just saying, let it fly. Do not hesitate at all. Just let it go. You're overthinking. And I don't know if he heard him. I don't know what happened, but he did exactly that. He would catch it, shoot it. No hesitation, no thinking, no nothing. And it would be all net. He was the biggest key factor for the Raptors. Because like I said, Danny Green played like butt. He was in the starting lineup and he had zero points. And Fred Van Fleet inserts himself into the game and sees that, you know, Kawhi can't go 100% all the time with the injury. Danny Green's not playing his best. Kyle Lowry's giving us, you know, what Kyle Lowry's going to do. Marcus Saul struggling for a little bit. Ibaka's not giving us that much life. I got to step up. You know, they need somebody. Even Siakam didn't play his best game, but he played a pretty, a fairly decent game. And so Fred Van Fleet, you know, he's a hero up in the six right now. If you're a Raptors fan, you should be thanking that man. You should be, you know, congratulating that man because he probably played the game of his life. And he's been to a Final Four, I believe, in college. Um, so that was a big-time win for the Raptors. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, if you listen to this podcast, I said I, I had the Raptors, I mean, the Bucks winning in six. I did not have the Raptors winning this series, but if they do, congrats to them because Kawhi Leonard is a different beast. In the fourth quarter, he showed us that he is a top three player in the NBA because literally he coasted his way, like I said earlier, he coasted his way through the entire first three quarters. When that fourth quarter came, the Bucs should have sent a triple team at Kawhi Leonard because he was not missing, whether it was mid-range, pull-up threes, get into the rack, get into the foul line. He was not missing. Kawhi was ultimately dominant. He was the best player on the court tonight. Even with the injury, he was easily the best player on the court tonight. And so, you know, shout out to the Raptors, man. They got it done. Um, Some team stats that stood out to me personally were the Raptors shot 18 of 43 from three. That's 41%. If you're the Bucks defense, that's way too good of a percentage. If you're the Raptors offense, if you're the Raptors, then you're saying, okay, we got to keep shooting like this. Um, and then for, <clears throat> for, um, the Bucks also shot 13 of 18 from free throw. That's 72%. Giannis got to work on his free throw. I don't know what's going on with him right now, but his free throw is not falling whatsoever right now. And he's got to do better. He airballed two times earlier in the, in the series. And now, you know, they missed five free throws. They only lost by six points. So, you know, say he hits three of those and they cut down on some of their turnovers. They had 11 turnovers. 11 turnovers. 11 turnovers will not cut it at all. 11 turnovers is way too many turnovers. Um, I mean, it's not. I'm not going to say that. That's a kind of exaggeration, but 11 turnovers at home is not good. You cannot have 11 turnovers in front of your home crowd, and the Raptors did a good job. They only had six turnovers, so if you think about it, 
you know, say the Raptors hit two more of their free throws and they cut down on two, um, two turnovers, they possibly win the game. It's just little stuff, bro. You got to value every possession, take care of the ball, play smart, play hard. Don't overthink. It's simple things, to be honest with you. I'm not um, going to – I'm not bashing on the Raptors because the Raptors did what they were supposed to do. They came and they, you know, they took this game. They literally took this game. They were the first road team to win um, a game in this series, and they did what they had to do. And, you know, maybe it's a high possibility that they can go back home on Saturday on game six and close this out and get back to the NBA Finals, and then Kawhi Leonard will be a Toronto legend. He probably already is with the shot versus the Sixers um, and tonight's performance and the performances he's been having throughout this playoffs. But, you know, it was a hell of a game by Kawhi. I support Kawhi, so I won't be mad if the Raptors win because Kawhi, like I said, if you know me, he's from nearby my hometown. So shout out to Kawhi, shout out to the Raptors, shout out to the Sixth, most importantly. I hope you guys are celebrating, doing what you got to do, man. With that being said, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like I said, the Raptors won this game by a score of 105 to 99. Game six is Saturday. I thank you guys for tuning in, man. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. As always, man, y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all night and have a great weekend. I will talk to y'all soon. Peace.